Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. I'm Tom Orat, the founder of Adventure Abroad, and I've been a game changer for 10,585 days, and that's why I listen to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hi, I'm Phil Atherton, one of the founders of Solverboard. Solverboard is a new end-to-end innovation management platform launching soon. My piece of advice for entrepreneurs is all about people, and there's probably three elements to that. The first is believing in yourself and your idea. Sure, try and bust it to pieces in your head, but if it still holds true, then don't be afraid to get going on it. I'm always taken back by the amount of brilliant people I come across that are so capable and confident in many ways, but when thinking of starting a business, they overinflate it in their heads and are held back by fear. Sure, starting your own business can be scary, But what is the worst that can happen? You really never lose out. Even if your ideas do not succeed and the business fails, the life lessons are always more valuable and professionally rewarding than doing nothing. Two, however, before you spend big bucks or make irreversible steps in your life, do try and canvas your idea to as many people as possible in your target area to make sure you're not blinded by it and it does have legs. And finally, and most importantly, find some great co-founders. Then in passion, and share with them. Being entrepreneurial and creating a new business is an incredibly exciting, high energy adventure. It is full of highs and lows. I can't emphasize how much you need great people with you that share your vision and complement your skills to help bring your idea to reality and pick you up when you need it. And you will. It's a privileged thing to set up and establish a successful business and with all things in life, always better shared. Coming up on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. We live in an age where um, millennials are representing an increasing proportion of the workforce. Um, You know, they're going to represent over 75% of the workforce within five years. And what's interesting is 77% of them choose workplace due to purpose. So if you want to be in business in a few years time, you better have a purpose because that's one of the drivers for attracting and retaining millennials. Welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers with your host Kizzy and Quatcha. The show for innovators and motivators, people just like you. Kizzy is a publisher of Business Game Changer magazine, editor of the successful Woman in Business book series and the best-selling Every Entrepreneur's Guide series. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the tools you need to take your game-changing business to the next level. Listen, learn and innovate. Now meet your host, your mentor and your fellow game changer, Kizzy and Quatcha. Hello and welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. This week's guest has made it his personal mission to make 100 million people happy at work. Impossible? You've got to listen to this man. I think he may well just pull it off. It's Friday, I'm Kizzy and we're Game Changers. Listen, learn and innovate. Hi, my name's Julian Leach. I'm co-founder and CEO at Parcel Point and my Friday would not be complete without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Thanks for joining us. My next guest is a highly acclaimed business transformation and engagement strategist. He's also a passionate and energetic serial entrepreneur, a best-selling author, philanthropist, and international public speaker. He's my very good friend, Stefan Wissenbach. Stefan, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. Great to be with you. I've got to tell you, I'm so fired up about this interview. I've been thinking about this all month. 100 million people happy at work. The three things going together. How are you going to do this, Stefan? 
Yeah, well, I should expand the statement a bit. It's, uh, we talk about happier at work. My, the, the, the statement is that 100 million people measurably more engaged uh, and happier at work. And, um, and the, the measurably more engaged is, is important in as much that um, I've made it my, um, I've made a commitment over the next 25 years um, or 20 now, because I made the commitment five years ago to, uh, to help 100 million people become measurably more engaged and happier at work. And um, how, how we're going to do that? Well, I mean, there's a number of ways. Um, I mean, I, I realized many years ago that um, the power of engagement, both at a personal level, uh, individuals, when they're personally engaged, uh, achieve so much more uh, than those that aren't. I know it's a statement of the obvious, but it's often overlooked. And then, and then when, you, when you're working in an organization or in a business, uh, and you're engaged, um, you're, you're sort of present, focused, and energized, um, and, and you're connected with what's going on and the purpose of the organization, then, uh, then work doesn't necessarily feel like work. Um, you know, Churchill had that wonderful phrase, find a job you love and you'll never work again. And it's much easier to, to love what you do uh, if you're engaged uh, in the process. And so, so having realized this many years ago, and I've written a number of books on the topic, I travel around the world speaking on it, I decided that one of the ways that I would help 100 million people become measurably more engaged and happier at work is to actually create a digital platform, because obviously 100 million is a very big number, um, and uh, doing that on a one-on-one is going to, it would need many, many lifetimes. So actually, you know, to harness the power of technology, and uh, I um, said about um, several years ago, launching a digital platform called Engagement Multiplier, which enables any business anywhere in the world uh, in less than 10 minutes every 90 days, it provides them with the ability to have their employees confidentially and anonymously um, score how engaged they are um, and how connected they are with the business. Uh, and what it does is it delivers the most incredible insight um, for business owners and leaders that enables them to understand where the hotspots are in their organization, where the uh, opportunities are, and where they need to take action. Uh, in a way that enables them to be laser focused. Uh, and then when they take the action, uh, and what's fascinating is most of the time it's only small things that need to be done. Uh, when they take the action, then that results in incremental improvements. And then the employees uh, who have participated in that process um, get the payoff and become measurably more engaged. And because the platform is scoring uh, and putting a score around how engaged um, the employees think the business is because I think that you know what gets measured improves and what gets measured and reported improves exponentially. Um, what happens is is they're able to see um, the score uh, improving over time. So there's that measurement there, which with any goal that you set or any endeavor that you have as a as a business owner, a leader, there needs to be measurement behind. I don't know if that answers the question, but um, how are we doing it? We're doing it initially through a digital platform, um, which is a rapidly growing tech business now. And then also I spend time speaking at conferences and, uh, and to audiences and uh, did a, did a, spoke at a university recently to uh, some, some, uh, a wonderful group of, uh, of aspirational young students about the power uh, of engagement. So, so for me, everything I'm doing, whether it be professionally or personally, is all about helping to, uh, helping to work towards that goal of 100 uh, million people. How important is it for the company to be brave enough to submit itself to becoming a better place to That's work? That's a very good point. And I, and I, and I wish I'd have um, 
you'd have asked me that question um, six years ago because uh, initially when I launched Engagement Multiplier, uh, I didn't fully appreciate um, how many business owners there were out there that actually think that ignorance is a good strategy um, and that would prefer not to know the truth about what's really going on in their business. Uh, and it's interesting because I've had conversations with business owners and leaders over the years where now where where I talk about the power that our technology platform has and, and the incredible insight that it can, uh, it can deliver. And they say, well, yeah, great, understand, but we don't want to lift the lid on the problems, you know. Uh, we don't want to do this and uncover all the issues. And I say, are you crazy? Uh, do you not think they're already talking about them? But it's just that you're the only person not in the conversation. And, and what I realized some years ago is that actually – to, 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 build, to build an incredible company, to build an engaged organization, you absolutely require bravery. It requires bravery on the part of the entrepreneur and the leader. Uh, uh, and by that, it means, by bravery, I mean uh, a willingness to uncover the truth and understand the truth about what your employees really think. Um, and, uh, and also uh, a willingness to be slightly vulnerable. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of business leaders think they sort of have to be um, you know, the leader all the time. And I, I, see, the gr I see great leaders um, demonstrating a certain amount of humility uh, and also a certain amount of vulnerability from time to time. And, um, and that's really important. You know, we're all human. And the idea of understanding the truth in your business and employees being able to tell you um, and share with you the truth. Um, uh, and as I said earlier, it needs to really be confidentially shared because otherwise people don't often feel comfortable telling you the truth. But then when you know the truth, being sort of uh, brave enough to sort of go, okay, that's how people think. It's either correct or it's a misunderstanding, right? So if it's correct, fix it. If it's a misunderstanding, great, opportunity to correct. And then um, also that vulnerability in as much that our platform um, uh, enables employees um, to score every 90 days their leaders and, and, and the business owner. And so in my case, my team, well, I'm a wonderful team, but my team, get to score me every 90 days as the, uh, as the founder and, uh, and owner of, of Engagement Multiplier. And, and, and that's interesting because I have to tell you, not every quarter does my score go up. In fact, there's been some quarters where it's taken a real thumping. And I've had a kick in the pants from the team because, you know, I need to up my game. And so that bravery and vulnerability is important, but I have to tell you, so powerful. Uh, and it's the brave leaders and it's those that are prepared to be slightly vulnerable and listen to their team they're the ones that end up having the prize of building a great business. It's really interesting that you put yourself up for a critique um, from your own team members. I'm wondering, during that very first evaluation, was there room for complacency or did you think to yourself, there are things I've definitely, absolutely got to improve? Um, a, a mixture. You know, I, I think uh, anyone that thinks they're perfect is deluded. Uh, you know, there's a, we all know, don't we? And I, I've, I've had the good fortune of, um, you know, being coached and having a coach for the majority of my working life. And um, so I've always been very open and receptive to feedback and, uh, and being coached. I mean, that's the only way that I think, I think we're always learning and growing. Um, and I think it's tragic the day we think we stop. But I, so, so there's certain things that I expected um, that I knew were things that would possibly be areas where I wouldn't score so well. And then and then there were things that I knew where I would score well. So, so um, quite often, you know, with our platform, um, it reinforces some of the things you know, but it also provides some interesting and illuminating insights um, into things that you didn't. And so, 
it tends to be a blend. Um, but the great thing about you know information like this that's unambiguously presented is it enables you to you know sit back, take stock, take action, and then ninety days later score again and see how you did. Um, which is great because you know the world moves so fast these days. I'm, I, I really don't, I think annual surveys are a waste of time. You know what we did, the world is just moving at such a pace. So yeah, that sort of ninety-day check-in and that ability to course correct if you're uh, if you're a bit off course is really powerful. Yeah, I can understand it completely. Um, by by its own definition, engagement multiplier is a game-changing product. It not only changes the way people do business, but it also changes the way people think about business. What, what sort of resistance um, did you encounter when you first tried to introduce engagement multiplier to the marketplace? Um, Great question. Uh, well, initially, um, initially, I, I was met with very little resistance. In fact, I was met with rapturous applause. Um, uh, and it's interesting that you talk about game changers because um, I am uh, a member of uh, one of the world's leading um, coaching programs. I, I've had the very good fortune of now um, having Dan Sullivan, um, who's the founder, uh, co-founder of Strategic Coach, which is one of the most successful coaching organizations in the world for entrepreneurs. I think they've coached over 30,000 entrepreneurs uh, over the last sort of 25 or so years. And um, Dan's top coaching program is called the Game Changer Program. And it's about, it's working with entrepreneurs who are, um, are, are, are have game-changing ideas. And um, I came up with my, um, my idea for Engagement Multiplier uh, whilst I was working with Dan prior to him launching his Game Changer program um, many years ago. And um, I had the opportunity to share my idea in front of a room full of 30 or so very successful entrepreneurs. And um, I explained what I was doing. Um, I explained the problem I was going to solve and how we were going to go about doing it. And at that particular point in time, all I'd done was to create the um, the question set that would enable um, employees to provide feedback. And I'd also decided on how we would present the data back to the business owner. But what I hadn't done was spent the, what's now over 11 million of investment in the technology and building the business. So we, we effectively, we had, the, we had this sort of the, the, the customer facing pieces, but we didn't have this huge engine with the algorithms and everything in the middle. Um, and um, I went to, to market with it and I launched it in this room full of 30 or so entrepreneurs and two thirds of the room signed up immediately. So I knew I was onto an idea um, that worked. And within, within, within the space of about three weeks, we filled our, what I call founding 50 slots. We took on our founding 50 customers, uh, of which 46 are still with us. Um, and what we did was we, um, we used those 46 and this is, I think, you know, entrepreneurs listening to this show, um, you know, if you have a great idea that you're passionate about, the best way to go to market is to test it on chip writers, something that my coach taught me many years ago. Um, so, you know, you want to get what you can, a sort of minimum viable product. Right? We had our minimum viable product. We, 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 we knew how we were going to gather the data. We knew how we were going to present it back. Uh, and we, we, we tested it and we had, well, suddenly we had 50 people that had, had bought in. And so we then set about running the assessments, getting the feedback, uh, and testing it with the market. The sort of roadblocks and challenges that we've hit along the years um, have been um, technology related. I've never 
I'm, you know, I'm not a Harvard graduate. I'm a, I'm a simple fella that has had other businesses in different sectors, never had a tech business before. So, so steep learning curve, um, made a lot of mistakes along the way, um, found out, figured out ways of not doing it um, before figuring out ways of doing it. And, um, and, and so those have really been the setbacks have been sort of technology related and go to market. Um, and, uh, and then things like, as you go to market, finding out that, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs um, don't necessarily want to know the truth about what's going on in the business. Um, and another, another setback for us was, was dealing with large companies. Um, uh, you know, there are lots of large companies out there, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I'm passionate about entrepreneurs. And our platform is exclusively focused on helping uh, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurially minded teams, uh, typically with, you know, anything between 10 uh, uh, and 500 employees, the sweet spot really for us is 20 to 250. Um, and we do have some bigger clients on, but one of the problems with larger organizations is that they need a committee meeting to decide whether they're going to have a meeting to have a meeting to talk about whether they're going to do something. And then it's going to take six months to implement. Well, that's not very engaging. And so it's quite, whilst big organizations need engagement as much as small ones, um, it's harder uh, once an organization gets to a certain size. It's much harder. You lose some of that agility. So our focus, really, one of our setbacks was was thinking that the big prize was working with large companies, and it's not at all. Um, it's, 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 it's where it's at. And, uh, and, and I do believe passionately that you know, that's the future. Uh, entrepreneurs, and there be a number of them listening to this show, um, that, are, uh, that have a game-changing idea, have something they're passionate about, they have a big vision, they have a purpose, armed with technology and uh, uh, an engaged team, uh, it's organizations like that that are disrupting businesses that have been around for hundreds of years. And so we're seeing this and it's the explosion of, uh, uh, of entrepreneurs. This is the, t- this is the time uh, to be able to you know, bootstrap, get out there, form a business and make a difference. So I think we're in the right space. Um, well, I know we're in the right space. And what we're seeing is because of that agility, when a client joins us, um, you know, it's interesting, less than 26% of businesses are scored as engaged by their employees in the first assessment. But within a year, over 93% are scoring engaged, which is really powerful. And it just goes to show that if you listen to your team and you take action uh, and then you repeat the process, uh, you know, you very quickly get to the prize of having an engaged organization. An excellent point. Listen to the team, take action, adapt and evolve. I think we can all relate to that, Stefan. I'm just looking at the clock on the wall and my producer's telling me that it's time for a short music break. Uh, this week's boss star is Otis Galloway, an entrepreneur, songwriter and a musician with an insatiable wanderlust. Otis started out in Bermuda then subsequently left there for Worcester, Massachusetts. After collecting ex-wife number two, and this is what it says here, he says he decided to stop collecting ex-wives because they're very expensive. And instead, he returned to his first love, which is collecting music. Otis now lives in Glasgow, Scotland. He's just released Future Funk Jazz Soul Sessions Volume 1, a collection of remastered, previously released material, and is currently working on developing a multimedia consultancy business. This is Money Earning, taken from Future Funk Jazz Soul Sessions Volume 1. Take it away, Otis.
Sara Lay, Chief Explorer at Cat Explorer, and I love listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hi, my name's Andy Cracknell, Digital Awareness Game Changer Strategist at the GC Index, and I've been a game changer for 14,600 days. That's why I listen to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. recognize you in this shiny new sports car when did you pick it up hi louise yes it's me i picked up this beauty just last week do you remember that decades top 10 finance specialist i put myself up for a few months ago yes i do why well i was nominated in the final top 10 really yes i couldn't believe it either but the amazing thing was after i was nominated as one of the decades top 10 finance specialists everything just seemed to happen I landed a huge five-year consultancy contract, I was being interviewed on radio and TV, we moved to that new office complex on the harbour, and just a few weeks ago I made enough money to put a down payment on this lovely sports convertible, in my favourite colour of course, red. Well done you! I was thinking, about that decade's top 10 finance specialist showcase? Yes. Well, I was thinking perhaps I'll enter myself this year. You never know. Have you got their contact details? Um, well, I think they're having the awards this year. But the thing is, I think they're full, or the deadline's passed. Anyway, I can't remember where I put their contact details. I'll have a look and send you a postcard from Hawaii. Did I mention we're going to Hawaii this year? Anyway, I'll be in touch. Love you. You've already done so much. Don't be left out. Nominate yourself, a colleague or a client, for the decade's top 10 finance specialists 2019. An award could just change your life. Email hellomoneyandfinance at outlook.com or visit www.moneyandfinancemagazine.com. An award could just change your life. The world famous Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show. Welcome back. Just before the break, you're listening to the sound of Otis Galloway, and he was singing Money Earning. I'm in the studio talking to Stefan Wissenbach, a business transformation and engagement strategist and the driving force behind Engagement Multiplier. Stefan, looking back over your 27 years or so of experience, what would you say was the biggest factor in driving engagement within an organization? Yeah, great, great question. Uh, it's, it's really simple. It's purpose. Uh, and whilst the world's woken up to 
the power of engagement over the last sort of six or seven years. You know, it's now it's now pretty much in most business publications, HR journals. You know, the world realizes that if you have engaged employees, you have a business that's easier to run, probably more profitable, more fun. You know, less issues. Um, but when it comes to sort of how do you create that, there's one thing that absolutely is critical uh, that most businesses overlook, and it's 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 what we call purpose. Um, it's often misunderstood as well. Uh, and a purpose, it sits at the core. It's something I write about in my book. It's something I teach in my books I teach about um, and speak about. It, it sits at the core of an engaged organization. Uh, it's the glue that holds everything together. Um, and um, what you do is you connect employees, owners, and leaders with the purpose and with one another. And that's how you build an engaged organization. But, but what do I mean by purpose? Well, I tell you what it isn't, because um, it's often misunderstood. It's not written for the shareholders. It's not written for the owners. It's not written for the customers. It's absolutely written for the employees and often with their input. And it provides them with a why for showing up. So uh, it's very important. You know, we, we, we live in an age where um, millennials are representing an increasing proportion of the workforce. Um, you know, they're going to represent over 75% of the workforce within five years. And what's interesting is 77% of them choose workplace due to purpose. So if you want to be in business in a few years time, you better have a purpose because that's one of the drivers for attracting and retaining millennials. Uh, and so uh, a purpose is a why, uh, very easy to create. In fact, if anyone listening to this show would like, uh, we've got a very simple uh, guide that we can email you that's um, part of the resources that exist on our platform uh, for our customers. If anyone would like it, if they just uh, contact engagementmultiplier.com, just go to the website uh, and go through the contact us page, um, reference this show, we'll send you the purpose guide. And you'll see how quick and easy it is to create a purpose in your business uh, with your employees. And um, you know, I'll give you an example of as, which is um, we, we look at it once a year, as, uh, as written in the words of our team members, their why, why they enjoy um, you know, being part of this organization is that our purpose is unlocking hidden potential and improving the lives of owners, leaders, and employees. That's what makes our team members most of the time, leap out of bed like salmon in the morning. You know, they've got, they've got a purpose. They've got a why that connects them. And so um, very, very, very important and so often misunderstood. Um, uh, you know, I see many organizations, they say, oh, we've got a purpose, but it's not written for the employees. It's written for the owners or it's written for the customers. This is something that gives your employees a why. So, um, yeah, really please, um, if you run a business, Make sure you have a purpose. It's critical. Really interesting point. Um, I was wondering, is a purpose the same as a mission statement? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, you know, uh, 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 it's, uh, there's often sort of mission, vision, etc. Purpose. They often they often get a bit a bit, bit confused. You know, so so uh, vision obviously is 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 the transformation that you're looking to to, to make. You know, where the business is where the business is heading. Um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, you, you, your mission is, uh, you, you put the purposes for the employees, the mission is more for the organization. Okay. So, yeah. hmm. uh, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's important to have both, but if you're only going to have one, have a purpose for the employees. That'll, that'll, that, that'll drive the business more, much more than, than, than a mission for the organization because it's their why. I mean, at the end of the day, let's remember, you know, it's, it's about them. It's, uh, if, you, if you make sure, first of all, in your business that you care for your employees first, 
then they'll care for your customers. You won't have to worry about it. So I guess if everyone's working towards a common purpose, then the vision becomes clearer for everybody within the organization. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I, I said, I, I met Peter Diamandis um, uh, uh, many years ago and he said to me, you know, what's your, what's your massive transformational purpose? And I thought about it and it was a great question, you know, and, and that was where I came up with, you know, after some careful thought, I'd like to, um, I'd like to um, help 100 million people become measurably more engaged and happier at work. And then, um, and then I set about creating a business and doing things to, to help move that forward. Now, I'm fortunate that I have a team, a wonderful team, that have connected with that as a vision. So although you know, it's a shared vision, um, uh, and we ask people whether, how, they, you know, how they feel about it, so that we have this vision, and then the purpose is for the employee. So it's connect, but it's, it is connected to the vision uh, and, and very much harmonious with it. A really good point. Um, I was thinking if somebody um, wants to find out more about uh, you and your business and see if there's any way you can help them within their organization, how would they get hold of you? Now, I know you've got a website. What's the address again? Remind me engagementmultiplier.com okay are you do you use social media at all um yes we are we are on um we are on facebook um and um I, i'm on linkedin um and so um very happy to connect um, um but uh, interestingly to, to the earlier point was that um uh, one of the things that we um we decided to do about a year ago um was we decided we would give our technology away um for free providing the people that were going to take it for free understood that they needed to be brave, caring um, owners. Um, and, um, and so um, any, any listeners that are interested in understanding um, how engaged their organization is, um, uh, is, 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 is absolutely welcome to take a free, uh, uh, a free engagement assessment using our technology. And it's very easy to do that. You simply go to engagementmultiplier.com uh, register for a click for a free report um, and you'll be up and running literally in, 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 in a matter of just a few minutes. Um, very, very easy to get set up. Um, and um, within literally a couple of weeks, you will be looking at your own dashboard, seeing uh, the hotspots and the opportunities in your organization um, and how you can take things to uh, to even even greater levels. I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to sign up. I, I was just about to say thank you very much, blah, 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 but I feel like I've just, I've walked into a scene from Colombo. You know the scene where he says goodbye and then he comes back and he says, just one last question and you know this is the most, <laughs> this is the most important question that he's going to ask. So just one last question before you go, Stefan. Um, if you had to give advice to any aspiring entrepreneurial game changer, something that you're going to tell them that could be the critical difference between success and failure based on your 27 years of hard-earned experience? What would you say to them? Great question. I think it's a number of things uh, rather than just one thing. Firstly, I think at the core, um, you've got to have something you're absolutely passionate about. Uh, we said at the beginning of this, uh, uh, this show that... Um, Winston Churchill's quote, find a job you love and you'll never work again. Very, very, very true. And if you're, if you're not completely passionate about it, then it's going to be really hard to carry you through the tough times. And, you know, let's, let's, be, let's be frank, as an entrepreneur, there's many, many highs, but there's also lows. And you need that passion to carry you through. So uh, secondly, you're going to, going to need belief, belief in a big vision um, uh, and something that's going to help you see things through. And then a realization that um, you, you're not going to do it alone. Um, you know, it's, um, 
And one of my coaches said to me, Stefan, remember when we point the finger, you know, um, that there's three fingers pointing back at us. So it has to start with you. But then what you need to do is you need to surround yourself with um, a unique ability team. Uh, and, and one of the things that I, I uh, one of the things that my coach shared with me many years ago, it's, you know, it's who, not how. Right. So so you've, you've got a big vision, you've got a passion, you've got a belief. Then go out and find the who's that can help you get there rather than trying to figure everything out yourself. Really, really important. Always be learning and growing. Always continue to take stock, stock of progress. You know, uh, looking back, you know, what's worked, what hasn't, making those, those adjustments. And then finally, be brave. You know, um, don't, don't be frightened to take measured risks, um, but step outside your comfort zone. Uh, be connected to that big vision. And things have a funny way of, you know, we talk about the power of you know, the universe coming together. Things have a funny way of falling in favor when you've got that passion, that belief, and that commitment, and that team, and that purpose, and that vision, uh, and you're driving forward. Opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have shown themselves to be there, uh, you know, come to the fore. So, so that would be my advice. It's, um, it's a number of things, but you sort of blend those together and that really is a recipe for success. Fantastic. I've got to say, this is probably one of the most inspirational and uh, insightful interviews we've done in a very, very long time. Stefan, it's been fantastic talking to you and uh, I'm, I'm going to be stalking you. I'm going to find your website. I'm going to register um, and get my dashboard and I'm going to try and improve the quality of our workplace based on everything you've just told me. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, my head's still reeling with some of the ideas that Stefan and I discussed. Today's conversation reminds me of something that late, great Steve Jobs once said. Steve said, your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. And if you can do something for the sheer joy of doing it, you can do it forever. See you next week. 